Welcome back to On Call for God with Jose Rodriguez, your host. In this section, the U.S. military is going to launch a robot space plane again. A massive migrant, migrant caravan is on the way. And more stories. So starting with that space plane, intensifying the U.S.-China space race, the U.S. Space Force on Thursday launched its secretive X-37B robot space plane aboard a SpaceX Falcon Heavy rocket that is capable of taking it farther into space than ever before. Thursday's launch from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida constitutes the X-37B's seventh mission, but atop the SpaceX's more powerful Falcon Heavy rocket, the U.S. robot space plane may enter the geosynchronous orbit more than 22,000 miles above the Earth for the first time. Notably, Thursday's launch took place just two weeks after China's own secretive Shenlong robot space plane was launched on its third mission to orbit since 2020. In a statement about the U.S. and China's respective space plane missions, Space Force General B. Chance Saltzman told industry leaders last month that these are two of the most watched objects on orbit while they're on orbit. It's probably no coincidence that they're trying to match us in the timing and sequence of this. The Pentagon has given little detail about the X-37B mission and has not stated how long the mission is to last. However, in a statement last month, the Air Force Rapid Capabilities Office said the mission would involve tests of new orbital regimes experimenting with future space domain awareness technologies. The mission will presumably run until June 2026 or later, given the prevailing pattern of successfully longer uh, flights. There's a large migrant caravan that's coming in our direction. Closer to home, thousands of migrants continue to cross the U.S.-Mexico border each day. And city leaders across the nation are urging the Biden administration to do more to address the crisis. The migration crisis actually escalated Friday as members of an 8,000-person migrant caravan were seen clinging to the sides of a train that was traveling toward the U.S. southern border. The crowds attempted to make their way toward El Paso, Texas, after the White House sent Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas 
to meet with Mexican President Andre Lopez. They were hoping to obtain his assistance in slowing the wave of migrants crossing through his country on their way to ours. Well, at least they were hoping, uh, because the critics said that the resulting joint communique from that conversation revealed that Mexico has no interest in assisting an administration that won't secure U.S. borders. The two delegations, according to the statement, agreed to meet again in Washington in January 2024 to continue to advance our strong partnership on migration management. Both sides face intense pressure to reach an agreement after past steps like limiting direct travel into Mexico or deporting some migrants failed to stop the influx. President Joe Biden, if you remember, declined to finish the anti-immigration border wall, which his predecessor, Donald J. Trump, had begun building. However, times have changed. The Biden administration is under pressure to take measures as the latest massive migrant caravan moving through Mexico to the U.S. border is the largest in more than a year. Officials also say that more than 730,000 asylum seekers were seen at the southern border since October alone. The migrants, mainly from communist-run Cuba, Haiti, and Honduras, set off for the United States on Sunday. Uh, they walked more than nine miles from the Mexican southern border city of Tapachula to get to Alvaro Obregón. This month, as many as 10,000 migrants uh, were arrested daily at the south southwest U.S. border, according to official data. And by this month, I mean December. The U.S. has struggled to process thousands of migrants at the border or house them once they reach the northern cities. Me Mexican uh, industries last, just last week were, were stung when the U.S. briefly closed two vital Texas railway, railway crossings arguing that border patrol agents had to be reassigned to deal with the surge. But that wasn't the only place. There was another non-rail border crossing that remained closed in Lukeville, Arizona, and operations were partially suspended in San Diego and Nogales, Arizona. Again, U.S. officials said that those closures were done to reassign officials to help process migrants. In Mexico, for many migrants fleeing hardships, Christmas Day meant the same as any other day. Reporters uh, on the lookout saw that there were no presents, and Christmas Eve dinner was a sandwich, a bottle of water, and a banana handed out by a local church to the migrants in the town of Alvaro Obregón. Migrants uh, spent Christmas night sleeping on a scrap of cardboard or plastic stretched out under an awning or a tent or even the bare ground. In the morning, it was waking as usual at 4 a.m. because they needed to get an early start uh, to avoid the worst heat, and, uh, and they started their walk to the next town, which was 20 miles away. A migrant from Honduras uh, traveling with other adults and four children uh, got to one town, but she was too late to get any of the food being given out by the local church. And so they had to spend, she had to spend her last money on food. She said, it was sad. We have never, ever been in the street before. Our Christmas dinner 
with some mortadella bologna, butter, and tomato with a tortilla. Another uh, lady um, by the name of Mariela Amaya, her seven-year-old son apparently didn't understand why they had to spend Christmas this way. Um, Amaya was also from Honduras. She said of the governments of Mexico and the United States, why can't they help us? We need their help. And so the, the migrant situation continues to get uh, more and more difficult, and uh, governments can't seem to get together to, uh, to resolve it. Well, another piece of news. Every four years, the Gregorian calendar adjusts itself to accommodate for the slight discrepancy between our earthly patterns and the cycle of celestial events. Well, what am I saying? In short, if you're a February 29 baby, it's your time to shine. For everyone else, you get one extra day to enjoy being alive. Why? Because 2024 is a leap year. Some of you remember when we first landed on the moon. Well, guess what? We are returning. NASA's Artemis Two mission will return humans to the moon's orbit for the first time since the end of the Apollo program in 1972. Four astronauts will venture to the surface of the moon. These include the first black astronaut and the first woman astronaut to do so. They're going to join an elite club of just 12 people to have walked on lunar ground. NASA says that the mission takes humans a step further to establishing a long-term presence on the moon and will test other capabilities and mechanisms. And the launch is set for November. You can bet everybody's going to be all excited about that. It also happens around the time of the United States election. So uh, watch out for, for uh, overwhelming interest during the, that time of the year. Artificial intelligence. That's been in the news lately. Uh, we already know that artificial intelligence can produce hor horrible music. Um, it can produce uncanny valley art and and and, and cursed cursed crochet projects. But can it do things that are you know useful to everyday people? Experts say that AI will be the biggest trend for 2024. But the big question is how companies, inventors and researchers are going to use this technology. And there's all kinds of predictions out there. They're, they talk about next-level AI assistants that could surpass Siri or Alexa. They talk about AI-powered investing tools, so you can get rich, I guess. And real-time language translation, so you could go to any place in the, in the world and, and get this real-time language translation. You don't have to learn those other languages. And, of course, streamlined software development. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with, with AI. There's also talk out there that AI is, is dangerous. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. We'll know more as 2024 um, goes on. Hey, there are some anniversaries you might be interested in today. Mark Zuckerberg and some Harvard classmates launched their social game changer, something they called the Facebook, in February 2004. In addition to making any adult feel about 5,000 years old, 
the 20th anniversary of the granddaddy of social networking sites, and it's not MySpace, will also merit a docuseries from the BBC. Just in case you need more Facebook in your life. Well, once you've, you're done processing 20 years of Facebook, you can start contemplating 30, yes, 30 years of Amazon. The company was founded in 1994 under the name Cadabra. 2024 also marks the 60th anniversary of the Civil Rights Act, the 100th anniversary of the Winter Olympics, and the 135th anniversary of the opening of the Eiffel Tower. More news after the break. The Jews, Jerusalem, the Messiah, his only king. And when in the soul of the Jew he reigns, peace to the city he brings. Baruch Hashem, HaMashiach, Yeshua, Baruch Hashem.
So, how are you doing with your New Year's resolutions? I'm sure you must be doing very, very well with them since we're only on the second day of the year. But give it another week or so and uh, then answer the question. Well, about 60% of Americans who make New Year's resolutions are aiming to increase their engagement in religious activities in 2024. According to a CBS News YouGov poll, this surge in spiritual commitments ties with the desire to lose weight, ranking seventh among other popular resolutions. Only 37% of Americans typically make New Year's resolutions, but among these, 59% express a desire to pray or attend religious services more. This poll was conducted between December 4th and 7th, and it involved 2,182 adults. Those who already attend religious services at least weekly are overwhelmingly likely to say their resolution is to pray and attend services more. According to the survey, which highlights a broader sense of hopefulness among Americans as they step into the new year. That would be wonderful if our people were more hopeful. Around 40% of Americans feel hopeful about uh, 2024, contrasting with 22% who feel discouraged and 31% who experience mixed feelings. The leading resolutions for 2024 focus on personal health and well-being. Topping the list are goals to improve health at 94%, followed by exercising more, 88%, spending time with loved ones, 84%, a better diet, 81%, acquiring new skills or hobbies, 73%, and quitting bad habits, 70%. Other notable resolutions include spending less time online, 51%, and engaging more in community volunteer efforts at 50%. The CBS News analysis of the poll results underscores a notable age disparity in both hopefulness and resolution making. Young Americans under 30 are the most hopeful, with 64% looking forward to 2024 with optimism. This sentiment gradually decreases with age, dropping to 51%, among those aged 30 to 44, 37% among those 45 to 64, and 39% in the 65 and older bracket. Similarly, 60% um, of young adults under 30 make resolutions compared to just 15% of those 65 and older. The analysis suggests that older Americans might feel more content or set in their ways, or perhaps they've, they've learned that Resolutions are often unkept. Americans, while acknowledging challenges, are expressing a collective desire for improvement, both personally and nationally. There's an overall emphasis on relaxation. They'd urge people to take more time off, while fewer say work harder. They'd urge others to spend less time online. Um, more than getting more online connections, all well-meaning but perhaps easier to say than to actually do. So this survey represents a diverse cross-section of the U.S. population, was weighted according to gender, age, race, and education. The margin of error for the poll is plus 2.8%, plus, plus or minus percentage points. So this actually is a pretty good poll, provides a reliable snapshot of the nation's mood 
and aspirations as 2024 begins. So I ask again, how are your resolutions going for the new year? We'll find out in due time. All right. And uh, a little bit of good news from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, that's a parachurch ministry. Um, they announced that more than 51,000 decisions for Christ were made at the youth organization's various gatherings uh, in fiscal year 2023. The prominent uh, Christian student group said in a news release that 51,730 faith decisions were made at its various events held from September uh, to, uh, 22 to August uh, 23rd. Excuse me, from September 2022 to August 2023. Uh, the president and CEO, Shane Williamson, said that the best gift we can give and receive at Christmas is the gift of Christ, who came to earth to save us and offer us all the free gift of salvation. As we reflect on the birth of our Savior, we're reminded of what Jesus has done with FCA and are so thankful for the 51,730 student-athletes who came to know him this year through the ministry. An FCA spokesperson said the 51,730 decisions were made by young athletes and others, including coaches and volunteers. FCA uses a faith response tool, a texting system, that allows FCA staff, coaches, and athletes to share these significant life-changing decisions. This system provides FCA with the opportunity to not only get an idea of their impact around the globe, but also allows for an initial contact between the organization and each young follower of Christ. While the decisions mark a slight decline from the 52,000-plus recorded uh, last fiscal year, the FCA spokesperson noted that annual totals typically fluctuate slightly from year to year. Uh, the representative continued to say that the staff and mobilized volunteers work diligently to follow up with coaches and athletes after camps and other events uh, or programs. Follow-up includes ensuring the athlete or coach have a Bible. They get plugged into a local church community. They get connected to a huddle is a term that they use uh, in-house and are supported as they grow in their relationship with God on their discipleship journey. In October uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes coordinated a Fields of Faith event at Lakeside High School Stadium in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and this thing drew more than 3,000 in attendance. So if you've not heard of FCA, um, you just haven't been listening. They're very, they're very uh, active, very popular, and apparently very successful. So, if you're like me, somewhere on your, uh, on your phone, you have a Bible app. The, one of the most, if not the most popular Bible app out there is YouVersion. And YouVersion just revealed its most popular verse for 2023. Because people are searching for hope and peace. The most popular verse is one that has brought comfort to Christians for centuries. The verse that the uh, global YouVersion community highlighted, bookmarked, and shared the most this year was Isaiah 41, verse 10, which reads in the NIV, do not, So do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you. 
I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. It's the third time, actually, in the last four years, 2020 and 2022 uh, were the other years, that Isaiah 41, uh, 10 ranked as the most popular verse. In 2021, it was Matthew 6, 33. version, if you're not aware, is a free donor-funded ministry, and it offers app, Bible app, uh, there's another uh, Bible app light and Bible app for kids. From a global perspective, we've all been through a lot in the last few years, so it's no surprise that people continue to feel drawn to the hope and the peace that's promised in Isaiah 41.10. Even though there's a lot of fear and anxiety uh, felt around the world, um, uh, version believes uh, that faith is the answer, obviously, that's what they're in business for, and it's encouraging to see people clinging or continue to cling to God and His Word in their greatest moments of need. Um, so, uh, users of the app frequently searched for answers about love, peace, healing, hope, and anxiety, according to the news release. Meanwhile, version broke several records in 2023, including for new installs. Installs increased this year by more than 100 million devices, a record number that tops the previous high in 2020. Daily Bible use uh, grew by 20% this year. India saw a 53% increase in installs compared to 2022, with residents there using more than 700 versions of the Bible in 350-plus languages. In Latin America, there was a 100% rise in installs. Elsewhere, the continent of Africa experienced a 98% increase in Bible engagement compared to 2022, with Kenya at 225%, Cameroon at 229%, and Uganda at 288% leading the way. Our vision the spokesperson said is to bring God's word to everyone, everywhere, every day, and we know we can't do it alone. More than ever before, we're seeing the global church unify around God's word, and it's exciting to think about how many more people will grow closer to God because of the passion and commitment of our partners to work together. That's pretty good news. Well, coming up, a devotional thought or two. When the power 
I'm sure we all want to do better in the new year, just that's part of the reason why so many people make resolutions. Uh, but here I'm going to give you a tool by which you can shock your enemies uh, during this, this uh, new year. Uh, Romans 12, 20 and 21 says, to the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Well, between the years 1861 1865, the United States found itself in the midst of a bitter civil war over the issue of slavery and several other serious disagreements. By the time the North won the war, nearly 620,000 soldiers had died. There were many in the North who were so embittered that the South had dragged them into such a deadly conflict that they, uh, they wanted the South to pay dearly. At the end of the war, um, a group of Southerners gained an audience with President Abraham Lincoln. Um, his gentle, uh, kind, and friendly personality quickly softened the hearts of his once hardened foes, and the Southerners left the interview with a deep respect for the man who had been their bitter enemy. Not long afterward, a Northern congressman criticized Lincoln for what he called befriending the enemy. He suggested that sh he should have had them shot for being traitors instead of welcoming them. Well, Lincoln's response was so good. He said simply, am I not destroying my enemies by making them my friends? If you're serving the Lord, if you're a disciple of Christ, you can expect your share of enemies. 
Don't let a, a root of bitterness grow up because of them, but rather seek to win them over with gentleness, with kindness, and even love. Show your enemies the Lord's grace and his peace through your spirit-controlled response. And in so doing, you'll do what the scripture says. You'll heap coals upon their heads. You see, the, Satan wants to provoke all of us through uh, hatred and opposition. We've got enough of that in the world. Don't let him get away with that. Instead, shock your enemies, not with angry retaliation, but with spirit-empowered love. Win them over. With so much work to be done, we need all the help we can get. And that concludes our program for today. Thank you for hanging out with me. Um, if you want to send me an email, josear at crossnetglobal.com is the address. If you'd like to send an old-fashioned letter, on call for God, P.O. Box 3015, Forney, Texas, 75126, USA, uh, is the address. So, um, yes, it's uh, just a flip of the calendar. We went from 2023 to 2024. 2024 will no doubt have its share of challenging news, good news, bad news, all kinds of news. But a new year brings a psychological clean slate. So maybe... Uh, it'll serve as a reminder that while we can't control the comings and goings of the ages, we do have at least a little control over our own happiness. We're more resilient than we think, and no matter what 2024 brings, we'll face it together. So we'll see you next time. Be safe and be blessed, and uh, just get ready to see what God will do. Thank you. Hello, this is Tevra Kelly of the Fragrant Lady Pastor's Wife Support Group. Catch our show, The Fragrant Lady, every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Time. On our show, we will discuss all things pertaining to the pastor's wife. The joys, the pains, the ups. The I have decided... Okay.